Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Tom Hayes in Boston, Massachusetts with Rudy Garino in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we're here, I'm here in Boston, which is a beautiful day, but we got that East Coast wind blowing in here. A little chilly, Rudy. But uh, our boys are going to start up their music here. We'll let them play a few bars here. They are back to the Sugar Shack. Let's see where they come in. I, I guess I don't know. There's a little problem. We've got 29 seconds. Forget it. We're just going to wrap a little bit. So give us your standard uh, way we start off this show every day. Rudy, how are you? Good. I woke up today. <laughs> that never fails to get me. Uh, hey, you know something? I played. I know how you like it. You get a little nervous when we don't play beautiful music. So I want to play a song I heard the other night, and I got to say that one of the coolest times of year, maybe, I want to see what you agree or disagree, had to be springtime, like we're getting now, when the magnolias were out and the Boston Garden would start to, uh, public gardens and the uh, common would start to bloom, Um, and then for some reason it was just, springtime's just like a, a romantic time of year. And so, and of course, it's getting lighter later. So you know, you come into the club, and it'd be just getting dark a little bit, not not so bad. But this was one of the best songs I I really loved. I heard it the other night from a really romantic group, and it seems that this time of year it goes really well. I'm gonna just spin it. I know you'll recognize it when it gets going. You got it, Rudy? Oh. Uh, okay, I'm going to play the whole thing. But, uh, you know, it's, it definitely sounds, what groups it sound like? The Delphonics. Delphonics? Yeah, it's the Delphonics, and you'll recognize the song. And, again, very romantic time of year, and I'd love to, this is one I'd love to catch these groups. Here it is. I'm going to play it all the way through. Okay. Yes, I'm really broke. 
<laughs> you remember it now? Uh, but I, I, I recognize some of their harmony in there. Yeah, it was, uh, are you going to break your promise, baby? Yeah. I recognize some pr- of the harmony in there. The, and it's, uh, it's an up-tempo tune. I, they usually sing ballads. I remember them yeah. doing all, like, ballads. Oh, yeah, you know, they were a group that, I mean, other groups had, they got different reactions from the audience, you know, some, you'd get the OJs, and man, they'd just be belting away, the Dells, you know, would get people screaming, and the Delphonics was just, you just went into a trance with the Delphonics, I think they, everybody just kind of got close. They used to put people uh, in a trance, was right. You know, you just everybody got mellow. Everybody got snuggled up with whomever they were with, you know, and uh, it's just a really romantic, just beautiful harmonies and beautiful capes and uh, spins and uh, just a beautiful group to watch. Yeah, and their slow motion spins is right. They yeah. Were, they, were, they were like smooth as silk. Yeah. Exactly. Good guys? Were they good guys? Oh, yeah, the best. One of the uh, Randy's other was a judge in New York. Really? There was the two brothers. There was the two brothers and then Randy. Randy we're supposed we're going to... Tr- yeah, we've got them on our list of people we're trying to get in touch with uh, to do this thing. So well, you were they, saying... They, we just got to catch them when they're working. Oh, yeah. Well, we will. We'll find them. We'll yeah. find them. Uh, so you were saying you got a big lineup. We uh, got some news that some big big uh, acts might be coming down the line that we can interview. Martha, and she claims there's a lot of stuff coming. Martha and the band dollars, uh I forgot she rattled off a few, uh, a lot of names. I just, listen. You just have to get a list. I can't remember what day it is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all coming to Vegas, are they, these groups? Yeah, between uh, uh, June, I think. There's a lot of them coming. Even well, our boy, uh, we... uh, even our boy uh, what's his name? Josh George Clinton. Clinton. He's doing a big thing at the Mandalay Bay, I think she says. Well, I'll tell you what, if you guys can get George to sit down with you, we, uh, George and I, George Wilson and I are thinking of coming back out there to get that interview. Well, George, I think we can do anything we want with him. That would be an epic interview, the two of you together. Are you kidding me? He's a loyal supporter, George. Oh, he loves you. He loves you. And uh, it would be so great to see the two of you act out that craziness that happened that <laughs> that first night in Boston. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were going to burn my poor sugar shack down to the ground. <laughs> well, George and I are eager to come out. If that happens, we're eager to come out there again and uh, get some more f- coverage of you as well. Hey, listen, we got some, uh, I, I just put a call into David Oriola, who is the uh, agent for Tavares, and I left him a message. Uh, we're trying to get, um, I told you Peaches and Herb is coming to the Kowloon in two weeks here at, in Saugus, and uh, I'm, I'm going to call back. He wasn't there, so I called the Kowloon. And I tried to speak to both Randy and Bobby Wong. I found out they won't be in until 5. But they are the ones that are uh, booking the act. So I'm sure I worked for those guys in the past and know them very well. So I think we should be okay and get that interview. Yeah. Once you, uh, it's going to be the original. Uh, I know he's changed the girls. I can't think of his name, but he's the, he's got to be the original to use the name Peaches and Herb. Right. Uh, you said Herb. Yeah, yeah. So He used to be a, an ex-policeman, if I yeah, remember right. Yeah, in Washington yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, so, the next uh, 
with him, so I don't think you'll have a problem with him. Great. And then um, we oh, I got a couple of other fun things to do here today. Uh, we, George interviewed somebody the other day, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, you know what what this woman recounted of a scene in the shack with uh, the OJs. But before we do, I want you to uh, I sent you an email with this link in it. This came out in the uh, New York Post today that Ian Schrager, who was the owner original owner of Club Fifty Four is about to reveal the truth about Studio 54 in a new documentary. And it starts off this way. See if you see the parallels here, Rudy. After 39 years, Ian Schrager is finally ready to tell the real story of Studio 54. He signed a contract with award-winning documentary producer John Batsek, who made the Oscar winner Searching for Sugar Man. Do you know that uh, documentary, Rudy? No. Okay, this is what happened. Uh, you talk about destiny. I mean, no film other than the film that we're about to do shows destiny more than this particular film. There was an artist called Sugar Man, and he was out of, uh, actually, he was out of Detroit. And he was kind of a Bob Dylan, white guy, Bob Dylan kind of character. And he wrote some Bob Dylan-type poetry songs. And he cut two albums, and they never went anywhere. Well, the guy's been dormant for almost 40 years. Nobody knew about him. Everybody forgot about him. He, he used to, uh, <laughs> he worked in construction, tearing down old buildings. He'd get up every day and go in and, you know, tear down the wallboard, getting dirty clothes and getting dirty and sweaty and, and uh, kind of gave up on his music and uh, didn't know that somebody took his albums to South Africa and copied his albums and sold them in South Africa. And the guy became a huge star, bigger than the Beatles in South Africa, and he never knew it. And so a couple of years ago, this guy is the Swedish guy is is hiking through South Africa and hears about this guy Sugarman. Everybody's talking about Sugarman. So he takes out his phone <laughs> and he starts to film people talking about Sugarman. And he finds a couple of guys who want to find out whatever happened to Sugarman. Did he die? Did he what? Whatever. And so they do all this research, and they looked in one of his, the lyrics in one of his songs, and they figured out that he must have lived in Detroit. So they flew to Detroit to talk, to investigate, to see if anybody knew of this guy, Sugarman, thinking he was dead. Well, it turned out the guy was alive. And they found him through some crazy miracle. Well, they brought him back to South Africa, <laughs> where he was a huge star. <laughs> and they put on all these concerts, and the guy was a sellout all over South Africa. And this guy is, the guy is filming the documentary on his camera, on his phone, his iPhone. And he wins an Oscar. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> so, so, That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so he won an Oscar about five years ago. So this guy, Ian Schrager, who owned the Studio 54, this Batsek went to him, the guy who's the director and producer, and he's going to tell a story about his nightclub, Studio 54, which gets mentioned all the time from the other artists who say, our artists our R&B artists who say that the Studio 54 had nothing on the Sugar Shack in right. terms of artistry and atmosphere and the whole thing. So here's, here's the rest of the article. Uh, Matt Tyrenauer, Ty who was behind the doc, documentary 
Valentino, the last emperor, will direct. Okay, so evidently we've got uh, another big documentarian getting involved here. Schrager told Page Six, which is a section of uh, the New York Post, the only two people in the world really know the true story, Steve Rubell and me. Sadly, Steve is not here to tell it. As Ber- now listen to this quote. As Barry Gordy once said, if the hunter does not tell his story, the lion will. <laughs> I'm sick of all the false stories by lions, and I'm thrilled to finally unseal the true story from the vault. So, do you see the parallel here? <laughs> you want the true you're the, story. You're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the hunter, and only the hunter can tell the true story. Right, the true story, right, right. So, how blessed we are. So, Rudy, we're neck and neck with these guys. And how? And how? <laughs> neck and neck. I mean... Studio 54, amazing, all the people, blah, blah, blah. No live musicians. No, um, none of the intrigue, let's say, of the Sugar Shack. I mean, you know, with all of the uh, the pimps and the hookers and, the, you know, the, 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 the gangsters, the killers. I mean, it's, you know, we're setting ourselves up for some real success here. Yeah, it looks that way. If we could get it down, it looks that way because uh, the story of the pimp, maybe we should do a little story on a pimp, a story on a gangster, a story on a college kid. We should get something like that maybe lined up. We got Lil, you got Lil on the, on the pimps. Yep. Well, jo- well, George is going to get in touch with... Uh... Oh my God! What's the guy's name? He was, he and he went to Lil's funeral and he had a big time. In fact, he was Lovelace. one of the guys Lovelace. that Lovelace, Robin yes, Lovelace. Robin yeah. Lovelace or yeah. So we're going to get in touch with him and and get together with a bunch of the pimps to interview that whole thing. Right. We can mark yeah. that down because maybe and uh, maybe I can get the. Uh, the guy that uh, wrote the book, The Hitman, uh, Johnny Matarano, maybe we can get an interview with him. <laughs> and, and, well, I'm, I'm laughing because you say that because my uh, second or third cousin, whatever, is dating Matarano. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, we're gonna to have to pull that one down. Yeah, we'll get that one too. That's a, yeah, that's a we're definite. Yeah, we'll get that one too, and this will add the the excitement Mystique. of the the club. Absolutely. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have the artist's opinion. You're gonna have the gangsters' opinion. You're gonna have the pimps' opinion. The pimps the, and the, the, the hookers. We'll get if we get the pimps, we'll get the hookers. And, and the hookers too. <laughs> If they're still around, <laughs> I guess they are. I guess people know where they are. So I think that'll win an Oscar a hundred times. We're oh, gonna so. we're gonna get it, Rudy. We're going for the big one, pal. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, that should be an interesting story. In fact, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna get my homework here that I have, and we're gonna send out a thing to all the artists. To tell a story, something we missed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Well, you know, we need a we, Rudy. We need the help. <laughs> we need you to put the muscle on these guys. We can get that started, and then we'll have a story of the artists. Then we'll have a, a story of the gangsters. We'll have a story of the, and then we can put it together and. Uh, and say these are the stories of the Sugar Shack, and make a documentary out of it too. Add to it. Exactly. Well, we're already talking like the Sugar Shack One and the Sugar Shack Two. Right. Right. So uh, we've we've I, got so much material. I want to get a hold of uh, Woody from the Nine Lords and get him 
and have him tell his stories about when you started speaking Italian, he got the hell out of the office. (laughs) And tell a story about Ohio, you know, coming back. Yeah. They got some great... I'm telling you, you got a powerful thing. You just got to get it nailed down and uh, get a direction, you know? Well, we certainly, God, we've got about five hours of footage now. Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah, it's going to, Rudy, this is baby's done, man. We're going to, hey, listen, I want to, one of the things that's exciting here is uh, this is a great, Great story. Uh, George was out last week, and he found uh, he's doing a documentary on a woman, and um, have nothing to do with the sugar shack. But then he started talking to her about the sugar shack, and he found out she was there. And so he didn't film this. He's going to go back to film her, but he did put this on his uh, audio recording on his phone. And uh, actually, he has a handheld audio recorder. And this is, um, you're going to wait until you listen to this story. It's fabulous. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Tell your story. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Tell this story. Just this story. Start over. Okay. okay. At the Sugar Shack, seeing the OJs. Nightlife was out. Pimps was out. Street was out. Eddie started singing Stairway to Heaven. It was stairs on each side of the stage. Stage was stage was only like two feet high, I believe, if that. Eddie got into a groove, and the the way the the way the club was, the nightlife folks ruled. When I say nightlife, I I have to say street folks. And the men, they didn't move out of the way for anybody. Eddie started singing. Got so good to him, he left the stage. Still singing. Walking and singing, Stairway to Heaven. He went down the stairs singing. No microphone, just his natural voice. I can see it now. Head to the ceiling, just singing. He made a path. He was singing. Pimps got out the way. It was like Moses parting the waters, and he sang. Eddie walked down those stairs singing, walked across the back singing Stairway to Heaven, walked back up the other stairs singing Stairway to Heaven, and made a path. And then got back to the microphone and continued to sing. That was awesome. Because these street folks knew they had to give Eddie respect because he was singing from his heart. I'll never forget it. Truly. Night at the shack. Night at the shack. I got more night. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. But uh, I don't know. Did she say he came down the stairs? Yeah, she meant the, the uh, You know, does he just stood off the stage? You know, she called it stairs. Yeah. There was no yeah, stairs. Stairs. Yeah, I remember Eddie going into the audience and ripping them apart. Oh God, yeah, and I, I got it on. We got it on film. Him, him admitting that, that he. Uh, oh. In fact, I got him to sing the song. I remember one of the songs was uh, "Missing You." I miss you more and more every day. I miss you more and more in every way. I'm missing you, baby. I'm missing you. And he used to sing that sweat. He sweat. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, yes, he sweat. He used to come out sweat like anything. Yeah, and and what a beautiful story, though, huh? That and the things you know what's beautiful about that, Rudy, is these are the great stories people remember. Yeah, you know something. I've been in a million nightclubs. I can't remember one story. Right. One story. A couple of stories I remember. I remember the seeing the four tops of Frankie Valley. My idea was put together. And uh, what what I can remember there was that when the four tops came on, I never saw in my life people dancing on the stage. <laughs> on the in the stairs, I mean, and you told me on the tables. On the tables, yeah. I can remember that. I can remember uh, 
another one, uh, David Ruffin of the Temptations, introducing me in, with 4,000 people in Fort Lauderdale. I think the state, the, the arena held around 4,000 people. And the spotlights were going all over the place trying to find me. Get up, Rudy Garino. <laughs> and the spotlights were trying to find me. Get, get up and take a bow. Imagine that. I can remember oh. that. You, oh. you, you can't the stories. Like uh, like from the Sugar Shack, from the artist, the way they touched you without even mentioning your name. Oh, like her, like she said, that was. She now we're talking almost fifty years later, and she remembers that specific night that you know these you guys. Were, these. Ca- I think you mentioned that Eddie uh, came by your table when he was. Oh, he came by to sit down. He'd sit down at the yeah. table. Right. And it'd sing to us, you know. I mean, these are beautiful memories, the way these guys touched us. Yeah. Um, well, that's what what I'm do you saying. say? Go, go ahead. No, I've I been mean, in clubs, millions of clubs, and uh, there's uh, certain things that never touch me, like uh, in the Sugar Shack, the way they touch you there. Oh, uh, it was... You know, I hung out after the Sugar Shack went. I went over to Cambridge when um, the Regatta Bar opened, and I saw people like Charles Brown and numerous, mostly jazz acts over there, and the same with uh, um, Freddie Taylor's place, Scholars. In fact, saw the Manhattans in there. But no, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's all, it was all watered down compared to the Sugar Shack. Yeah. Everybody Let's, was so mad and jealous that I that I pulled that thing out uh, out of uh, nowhere, and they used to say, "Well, he only got a black club. What the hell has he got?" You know. Yeah. Then after, a while, <laughs> then after a while, Freddie Taylor used to go after my groups. A lot of a lot of people used to start to go after the black groups. Oh yeah, he still does. You know? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Is he still living, Freddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his own club called Scholars, and uh, and he, he every once in a while you'll see like the Manhattans will be there or somebody, but uh, yeah, you know. And what what aggravates us is George knew, knows him, and I've he knows me by association. So many t- times I went in there and spoke to him. And he wouldn't answer our call. We were asking him. We thought he booked some of the acts, and he wouldn't even respond to us. And uh, uh, he, never, he never booked one act of my play. I did all the booking. Well, that became clear to us. We figured that out. Um, well, here, let's. Uh, she talked about the uh, stairway to heaven. What do you say? Want to play that? Yeah, go ahead. There we it's go. This is the song. Song she spoke about.
He's still rocking. Oh, he's rocking. He's amazing. He's amazing yeah. how he's rocking. And he yeah. he let us know, and we had him call in the podcast about three or four weeks ago, the yeah. Sugar Shack was when he broke out with the Funkadelics. Up until that time, he was the Parliaments. Exactly. With an S yep. at the end of Parliament. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, so he came into Boston, and they, he, t- he told Rudy and me that he burned his tuxedos. <laughs> and Did he really? Costumes. Yeah, he burned his yep. tuxedos. He said some, some hippies from Cambridge turned him on to acid and marijuana. And they got him for a weekend, and he and the boys decided to burn the tuxedos and go out and rent some funky costumes. And that wow. was the birth of the Funkadelics. That was the birth of the Funkadelics was the Sugar Shack. And Rudy and he got into it because Rudy wouldn't let him go on stage. Huh. <laughs> he, he told him he had, wow. a, he had a nice club, right, Rudy? Yeah. And then there's agent called and says, uh, he reminded me, I forgot about it, uh, Eddie Harris, I never forget. He says, if you don't let them guys go on stage, I'll come up there and burn the club down. Wow. <laughs> and Rudy said, come on up and try it. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Try it. Um, one thing, I know you're busy, so we want to get a couple of things in. I just called the uh, Kowloon. I'm going to call them back. Uh, Peaches and Herb are coming up there. I don't know if you've got any connection to those guys. No, not really, but Peaches and Herb. Now, which Peaches? Oh, that's the question. We don't know. Yeah, there was more than one Peaches. In fact, maybe now there's even a third one. <laughs> he, he, yeah. Herb might have uh, picked up another young lady and called her Peaches. Right. Oh, so yeah. they're going to oh, be... Uh, uh, I, I, I think if it's the same uh, guy, uh, Herb, uh, he uh, he was an ex-policeman, and so he's probably picking up girls as he goes along and gets a date or something, you know? I don't know. Hey, exactly, because uh, I don't know if he's even working with the same uh, pictures that he did before. I mean, uh, his, uh, his, well, of course, his name was Herb Fame, but his first... Um, his first peaches was Francine Barker, and she then was, later on uh, he had a girl named uh, Linda Green that came along in 1977. So all the early stuff, uh, you know, things like Let's Fall in Love and Close Your Eyes and For, uh, For Your Love, Love is Strange, all that stuff, that was all uh, Francine Barker. But then when he uh, got the Linda Green, that was, wasn't until the late 70s, and they're the ones that did um, Reunited and Shake Your Groove thing and all that stuff. Wow. <laughs> but I don't know who he's got now. Could be anybody. Yeah, yeah. well, we're going we're gonna, to – I did a lot of comedy at the Kowloon, and so I know the Wongs. So we're, we're very optimistic we're going to get in up there. But we've been rolling along just great, uh, Skippy. This thing is great. And just another piece of news that we just said on the thing that uh, they just announced in New York that uh, people are doing a documentary on Studio 54. So we're, huh. right, in step, we're right in step with uh, the, the right topic for a great right. documentary. The, the well, you have, a a, you have more history. You have, a, you have better history than Studio 54. Studio 54 was strictly disco. Exactly. We've got the whole... Uh, the, the yeah, artist, you got much uh, better history. you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff going on your uh, documentary. Yeah, so we're really excited. But it's nice to know that somebody else is, you know, seeing the value of telling a story about a club, you know? Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. I, I've often... I've often thought that uh, if I could ever get enough time to to sit down and and write, I I told you I'm writing my book, you know, about my own history and sort of an autobiography uh, of the record business and, and, you know, being in the business and being on the radio. But if I ever had time to to write other books or, or a book about another subject, that's what it would be. It would be a history or something about all the great clubs in the cities, you know, the clubs in Chicago and New York and down south in Atlanta and New Orleans and all those places, uh, including Boston, of course, uh, and, and something about all the different clubs that had such great talent coming to them. Well, we um, 
We were also, Rudy's daughter, Susanna, was able to go out to Prim, Nevada to see the Four Tops, and um, she got a, she got time with Duke, um, and uh, she got a great interview with him. We did, she didn't get a video. He wasn't ready to do a video, but he did an audio. So okay. we got that one, and you're right. He talked about the 20,000 Club in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So 20 grand. So 20 grand, that's what it was, yeah. 20, and, 20 uh, grand, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that keeps coming up. But, uh, no, we've, we continue to just get phenomenal uh, artists to come in and tell the story. They're all thrilled to do okay. it. And, uh, yeah, and so it's been just great. So uh, you're right now. Uh, when when are we going to get to a point where you're, um, you know, you get this thing sewed up and you're ready to uh, finish it up and edit it? And uh, you said well, you wanted George, me to do a, a George, narration. Right. When, yeah, when would yeah, we exactly. get to that point? Yeah. Well, George wants to put uh, 30 minutes of it together uh, for the uh, Roxbury Film Festival, which is this summer. So we're talking pretty soon. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that'll just be the uh, the short version. Of course, we want to then put together a two hour version. But, yeah. Uh, okay. We've, we've got an, we've got more than enough for a thirty uh, minute version. In fact, George told me today he's teasing me. He won't tell me at all. He says he's got. A, they just hooked a. Oh, he hooked a big yeah. uh, act. Now get this. George went to Atlanta. To his his in laws live in Atlanta. While he's in uh -huh. Atlanta, last year month. His okay. brother-in-law comes to him, totally unrelated, not even the, the fellow who called him knew nothing of what we're trying to do, and told his brother-in-law that he had actual video footage of inside the Sugar Shack. And George went to the guy's house here in Boston, and yeah. the guy's got it. So we've got actual film footage of the inside of the club. Oh, that's great. That's, that's going to be yeah. phenomenal. And one last story before I know you got to. If you have to go, you just do your business. But this is a very amazing story. We went down and we found Sugar Shack Lil about three or four weeks ago. She was the uh, photographer, oh, and yeah. we found okay. her. She was living in New Bedford, and we went down mm -hmm. and had a phenomenal account from her standpoint of Sugar, uh, Stevie Wonder and all of the stories. And uh, she gave us a really a heartfelt, I mean, we were in tears listening to the love that, that she found in the shack and her love for Rudy. And yeah. so we're just thrilled to get it. Now, here's the crazy part. She died two weeks oh, ago. Oh, she just died? She just died. We were so fortunate to get her before she died. Yeah. She, and she didn't even know she was sick at the time. So... Something yeah. spooky is going on here. We've been just blessed to, wow. to have with our timing. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had a chance to talk to Al Green? Uh, Rudy, we got to do that. I've been trying to get a hold of him, uh, Skippy, but I can't get no return. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, he was, he was at the Sugar Shack uh, a number of times, right? Right, right, right. Al Green was one of the nicest guys. And you know how I got him? I'll tell you a story. Yeah. You know, uh, Jackie Wilson was managed by some of the good fellas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. And uh, one of the good fellas, when Al Green came along, and he was like an instant success overnight. He had, And I told the agent, uh, what about uh, Al Green? He says, you can't touch him. He's doing stadium. He's doing this, that, and all blah, 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 blah. So Jackie Wilson's manager calls me about a date, and I says, hey, you guys ain't got any connection with Al Green? He says, yeah. You want him? I says, yeah. He says, let me call you right back. He calls me back. He says, what date do you want? I says, any date he wants. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I bet that was I bet that was Nat Conopole. And so they gave me the date. And I called the agent. I says, pencil this date in. I said, what are you talking about? What are you, crazy, Rudy? I said, no, just pencil it in. They called yeah. me back. They said, how did you do it? How did you do it? <laughs> I said, That's I great. That's great. I my magic wand, I said. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, listen, Tom and Rudy, good talking to you. Now let me know Thanks, when you, know, you get Wait, this thing rolling. 
And you, got it, buddy. you need my uh, assistance, I'll be happy Absolutely. to do it. Oh, my God, you're such a wealth of knowledge. Thanks, Skippy. We'll talk to you. All right. Take hey, care, Tom. See you later, uh, Rudy. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was fun, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, that was really. <laughs> Boy, what a what a wealth of knowledge he is, huh? Yeah, you see what the, when a guy presses a button, like when you mention a name, it's like pressing a button, a story comes up. Yeah, well, he, God knows how many times he uh, he, he uh, DJed Al- records. No, I'm saying he mentioned Al Green, and right away a story pops. Oh, oh, exactly, exactly. Exactly, and I remember how many times you've talked about how the ladies pulled him from the stage. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? They ripped him right off the stage. It wasn't a high stage, but they grabbed him. <laughs> no, did he rock the joint? Well, he had that music. Da, 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 da. Oh, God, was- yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, here let's uh, here let's let's play one. Here we go. Yeah. What do you say? Here we go. Yeah, let's do this one here. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, just fun. 
<clears throat> fun stuff. I'm trying to uh I'm trying to now that I know that I can call people, I'm gonna try to call Billy. See if we can uh have a little fun calling Billy Porter. Uh I just gotta plug this in here and see if I can find him on my phone, get his number. Just give him a shot. I know he's working, but uh it'd be kind of fun to see if he picks up the phone. Here, let's try this. This is a f- all these little toys, Rudy. <laughs> Boy, the music, isn't it? The music fantastic. Hey, yeah, I, I got to congratulate you. I, I keep forgetting because the music puts me in a trance. Oh, it's beautiful stuff. It takes you back. It's coming out takes clear as a bell. Oh, I know, and all that trouble we had. Thank God. Oh, this this you baby's know, smoking it. along. You know, all right, here we go. Gotta, We're gonna, let's let's see if he picks right up. Let's see if Billy picks up. I know he's working, so he probably won't be able to. You know what you got to do? Since the music... Yeah, I'm going to shut him off. Yeah, the music is... has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Yeah, okay, let's shut you off, honey. Okay, there we go. Yeah, the music has been... Awesome. Listen, listen, here's another idea. You know, from now on, maybe every week we can get that list of artists and do a, a tribute to the artist. Sure, absolutely. You got it. Yep. You know, we could do I'm... like four or five, four, five of his hit songs. And yeah, then and if you, know, if you, yeah, if you got to get over this thing about bothering the artists, <laughs> we gotta, we got to get these guys... You know, we're not bothering them. We're going to make them immortal. We're going to put them on a beautiful film, you know? Huh? And every not time we get a podcast. Yeah, this way here, you can uh, record the film and, the, and uh, the hits. We just do their hits and uh, go on. Uh, so uh, who knows? We, well, we can finish it. And, uh, I maybe, think you should uh, get... Right. I think you should get Duke when he he told us in a couple of weeks he'll be available to talk on the podcast and we'll play his songs. Yeah. All right. All right. Now listen. Let me try George. Let's see if we. I know George is working too, but let's have, see if we can have some fun and get him. And uh, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a DJ, and now I am. <clears throat> nah, he's probably. Yeah, he's busy too. I can't wait to hear. He's got a big surprise, he says, for us. He says he hooked a uh, a big uh, big act to be interviewed. Yeah, he's busy, so I'm going to let him go. But, uh, well, heck, let's do another uh, Let's do another Al Green song. Yeah. See if you got okay, a little bit of
Did he, did he ever bring backup singers or just himself? No, just himself. Yeah. And well, I'm going to play another great song. We're in a romantic mood here. We got um, this is one of your favorite. Oh, you just mentioned them with Laverne Baker, Jackie Wilson, and Laverne Baker. Here we go. <laughs> Having that much talent, Rudy. Yeah. Thank God. Imagine having that voice. much talent. You could see the, you could feel the soul in the music. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Hey, Rudy, my phone's starting to make that signal that I'm going to run out of battery. So before we do, I think we had a great time today, don't you? Excellent, excellent time. It was great. Well, excellent. Well, Excellent. we got some momentum going, pal. We, uh, I'm going to call the, the club and see if we can get Peaches and Herb. And like I said, George says he's got 
a big, big uh, act that we're going to do. And it's nice to know that Studio 54 is going to do a yeah. documentary, and we're going to do a better one. Okay, and I think you'll get the... You get a nice response from uh, Herb, you know? Yep. Great. All right, buddy. Herb. I'll talk to you next All week. Right. Take care. Take care. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. So long. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for coming in. Let's sign out with uh, Rudy's favorite song here. And as long as my battery stays here. But uh, I love this version of uh, Jimmy Gilmer when he sang this with a bunch of other musicians. And he just kind of did a little impromptu thing. That's the Sugar Shack. Here in crazy little shack beyond the tracks. And everybody calls it the Sugar Shack. 